evening, everyone. Thanks for having us here. And, um, so every day we're in conscious contact, yes? Awareness of consciousness is in contact through the five gates or the six gates. As in Buddhism, the mind is, is a, a sense that sees thoughts like the eye sees birds, yes? So there's six gates. So awareness is flooding through and having contact with quote-unquote things here. And then there's, we are conscious, so we can be conscious of that, yes? And But there's a little gap there where the mental process tries to uh, hijack the system and place uh, its idea of who is in contact, yeah? And that is that sense of self. So there's the conscious contact happening through, this is like a camera in my view. It's built with certain lenses that refracts light. So undifferentiated light comes through and differentiated light happens, yes? It separates in a split manner called dualism. And then you see this and that. So there's the conscious contact, the awareness, and then there's the contact, and then there's consciousness. But what happened is, is the mental process has given us an answer to who we are, way before anyone ever did self-inquiry, yes? You know, that question of who am I. The mental process asked that and came up with an answer. It's me. Yeah? And the me is uh, representative of an identification as a body, yes? So now, instead of sensing or being conscious of the awareness, having contact, there's a sense that I'm the one that's in contact, yeah? And that's a mental product. And therefore, the mental product slips in and actually tries to perceive what can never be preceded. Yes, the awareness. Yeah? And it starts, and it now claims itself to be to be the one that's doing it like a verb. I'm aware, unaware. And of course, awareness or consciousness, if you want to call it that, when claimed and put into the system of split mind, it becomes. Uh, something that can be done or undone, so you can become more conscious or less conscious. Yes? But there's never the sense of the consciousness as a state or awareness as a prior state, because now the mental process has put you as the prior state. Yeah? You are the Alpha and Omega. So now consciousness or awareness is something you and I are doing, and therefore we believe that if we did the right thing and enough of it, we would become very, very, very conscious. And if we don't do the right thing, and we do a lot of that, we'll probably be really unconscious. Yes? So in this sense, consciousness or awareness as a state that's always available at all times has now become, <laughs> has now become an attribute you can have. Yes? And of course, if you can have it, the you is the, make the biggest player in the having of it, yes? And so the you will inform you if you're conscious or not. Or you may find another you out there that will inform you that you're conscious or not after you do a three-month workshop that you have to pay for with them or whatever, you know? So, this, so therefore, in recovery, we call that playing God. So the mental process plays God with what you would represent as God, yeah? So the ment it's like a... You ever have those, when you were a kid, that they played those games where they hide something in the lawn or in the yard, like an egg, 
and some sadistic adult starts saying, you're getting closer, you're getting warmer, you're getting warmer, you're really getting hot, and then suddenly you're cold again for no apparent reason. <laughs> so the mental process plays God with what you would call God. Yeah? <laughs> and if the mental process is the bigger God, Obviously, the God that it's entertaining or conceptualizing or thinking it's getting close to or far away from is the lesser God. So, obviously, the the sense of being me is the Alpha Omega. That is what is taken raw as being the constant state, which it's not a constant state. It's constantly in flux, yes? So, it has to have an incredible process to keep that conscious state or constant state seeming constant, which is the story going on in one's head, yes? Because every time the you arises in your head, there's a historical feeling that the you has been there in the past, and then there's a historical projection that you are going to be there in the future, yes? So it covers every base that it never touched upon. It's, it's sort of like uh, the mental process takes the, the physicality and uses as an object that it can fixate on. Yeah? And so it can now place you as this at anywhere, at anywhere else at any other time. And think about it. Yeah? <laughs> this is called obsession with self. Yeah? And it fuels it. And in a sense, there's no end to it. Yeah? Because it can go from everywhere other than here and picture you. And the only way you can have a sense of what's going on there is by thought. Yeah? And some of the thoughts will register a feeling. But basically, it's a product of the mental process. So now... The consciousness and the awareness have been, in a sense, separated, and you become the middle man or the middle woman. Yes? And, of course, when it's you as this, which throws you as a doer, because if you listen to spiritual uh, talks and stuff, what is, a, what is a path? A path is something a body takes. Yes? What is a journey? A journey is what a body takes. When you go into the pits of your, the, the, you know, the dark night of the soul, and then you get to the highest point on the mountaintop, what is, what is pictured to be there? The body, yes? What's always so and everywhere doesn't have a path to get to it, nor can you leave it. Everywhere, anywhere you are and everywhere is the center of everywhere. And there's no way there can be a special someone in everywhere that can have a, or something, somewhere in everywhere that can have an experience of everywhere. That's what the mind's attempting to do. And in our drive to have an experience, for me to get it, yeah, for me to get it, I have to live in, in the impossibility that I don't have it. Yeah? I have to live in that impossibility. That's what gives all movement and nobility to moving towards it in the mind. Because you believe you could actually be away from it. The priorness of it, one of the biggest qualities of it is that it's timeless. There's no time involved in it. Yes? There's no time where it's not been here, and there's no time that it's going to be here yeah, as, as, a, as a reaction to not being here. It's always available at all times, but it's not available at all times to you. Yeah? If, it, if there's the you involved, if the time has to be very infrequent and really important when it's available. You know, sort of at a, you know, a special setting, or, you know. <laughs> then, it's me, I put up to the idea that it's available. But that availability is, is conditional and circumstantial, yes? The head will tell you when the door, the, 
the op- the gateless gate swings open, and when the open secret is revealed, yeah. <laughs> and then you'll be special by receiving the open secret. <laughs> there is a solution that the, that there is no real problem. That's the only solution that doesn't have time in it. Yeah. The only way, the, the only way to take no time to get out of something is to realize you were never in it. That's the only way. Everything else stinks of time. And if it stinks of time, you're in it. Yeah? It's like those books that uh, are out. I don't know if they're still out now. Maybe they've been seen through. I don't know. But about how to get into the moment, yes? And then they have how to get into the moment turbocharged, or how to really get into the moment, or how to really, really get into the moment. But that, that whole possibility is based on the belief that you could be out of the moment, which is implausible, it's impossible. You are the moment. You're not in a moment. There's no you that's separate from the moment. The moment is what we are, yeah? And there's the component, the mental component of selfing that that presents a sense of being a you, but that's just one aspect of that moment, yeah? And therefore, what you are could never be out of the moment, so it seems really ridiculous to try to get into the moment. And then a lot of people are trying to get out of self, and the fact is, it's impossible to be a self. Yeah? So, they're trying to get into what they can't be out of, and they're trying to get out of what they can't be in. (laughs) And so, all those affairs, what would they take? A lot of time. Yes? And all the time they're taking, the one who's doing it all would be you. And this is the act of just reflecting Godhood as your your condition, as an individual entity. Yes? And it brooks no other God before it. You know, the Old Testament, it sounds like this conditional mind, yeah? I will not brook any other God before me. I will smoke you. I am a jealous God. It just sounds like the the narration in the head, doesn't it? That's what it is. I think they made a big mistake in the Old Testament. They were, (laughs) self was the God, really plain and simple back then. So then someone came and revealed that that wasn't so. And then, of course, he had to go. Because <laughs> everyone's happy. It was a story. Uh, Wilhelm Reich, an old, he's a German psychiatrist, I think, whatever. He was a pretty radical dude. He wrote a book called The Murder of Christ. And uh, it doesn't matter if you're into Jesus. He said The Murder of Christ. It wasn't had nothing to do with Jesus, really, but the Christ consciousness or whatever. And in The Murder of Christ, he just, he just, has a, a, he just tells a little story how everyone was really happy to see Jesus when he first showed up. They were all clapping like crazy. And after about three years of his presence around them, they were, they were yelling for his crucifixion. You know, Get this mother out of here. He's a very bad example. You know, because people want to want to be free. The conditional mind. It has no intention of being free. Because in fact it is free. Inevitably, yes? So any attempt to want to be free or to try to become free is just another form of bondage. Self cannot get out of self. No matter how many leaps you make, the fence that defines the system of thought and interpretation of self-centeredness, the product of that system will not, never jump over to the other side of the fence. It's never going to transcend the only system it appears in. Yeah? It doesn't exist any other way. It only appears to exist in this one system, self-centeredness. It cannot transcend it. It's not going to finally get it. You're not going to find an authentic self. Because there isn't one. <laughs> what the self is, is really the activity of mind claiming the absence of its own existence. You know what I mean? 
It's what we're, what the mind, because we're, we're enslaved to this idea of being this person or this thing, our interest and attention is the daily bondage, yeah? Because my interest and attention goes to what's about me, in most cases. The same thought system going on and held as yours, I have an incredible amount of wisdom about. If you came over and told me how your head was driving you crazy, I'd be like Solomon. I'd give you all this advice, yes, yes. Go here, do that. But the same thoughts could be going through this head, and if they're held as mine, there's no, 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 no clarity about. Yeah. What's the difference? Is it the thought that's driving you crazy, or the my of the thought? And if you look at the word my, what does my imply? It's sort of the act of being identified. Yes. You claim something. That's the whole movement of selfing. Is it claims? So we always use this thing simple because it gets the point across. You put the word money up here, and you put the word sex, and let's say you put the put the the word yoga. I mean, yeah. I you did. You know, <laughs> yoga. All right. Well, let's say yoga posture. Right. Yoga posture. Yeah. It's all right. It would all have different weight. Yes, if you were a practitioner of yoga, it'd probably be more than and much more developed than some some other people. Now weigh it. Yeah. Now put this one little word in front of it. My money. My yoga posture. Oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, thousands of opinions arise, don't they? About that yoga posture when it's yours. Thousands of opinions. I should be doing it better, a longer way. <laughs> My sex. Oh, that's a... Forget about that one. <laughs> as soon as something that's, let's say, is an avenue of conscious contact is claimed, as you're the one who's involved in it, what happens? It spawns tons of activity in the system. The self-centeredness, first of all, is agitated because it doesn't exist, yes, as what is presenting itself to be. There's no long-lasting, independent, separate thing. It's just a verb of mind. So when we rest on that, as that, the whole thing is agitated. It's like going to those hotels, where the cheap motels, where you put a quarter in the massage bed. And you know, like this, I, it's, you think it's you know relaxing, but it's just shaking. <laughs> this is what it's like. There's no peace to be found there. Yes, there's no peace to be found there. And that presentation that's taking the sense of being you, yes, and authenticating it can never get out of that bed. It can't get off the bed because it's also that. Yes. So that's why it's always self-seeking. It's always looking. It's always striving. It's always trying to find. And it won't stop. I've met people who have proclaimed they've been enlightened three times this life. One wasn't enough. They had it one, and then they went to another system. Oh, I've been re-enlightened, and then a third time. You would hope the third one would be the charm. But, you know, it will keep going on and on and on. Because seeking doesn't have the purpose of finding. Its purpose is seeking. That's it. Yes, it's an agitation, spawned out of agitation. It cannot stop, and what fuels it is interest and attention. And interest and attention will go to wherever you believe is you. It's like a homing device. You can't beat it off with philosophy or, or, or a, like a weak belief. Because whatever, it's sort of like, if I always use this example. I'm sitting here and a girl's in another room. Let's say she's doing yoga in the other room. And, uh, I really like her, though I haven't talked to her. Yeah? I want to know her biblically, let's say. And, but I'm afraid to be rejected, so I want to sort of hedge my bets. So I'm trying to listen to see what she has to say. Hopefully she'll say something about me. Oh, I really like that guy, Paul. 
little strange, right? So like, so, and I'm supposed to be doing a talk here, and but my interest and attention is there because that's much more meaningful than you are. Yeah. <laughs> so, but and then some people will say, "Hey, Paul, you're supposed to be here and doing this." Okay, okay, I agree with you, but I can't seem to back the dogs. Then they come up and they throw a book on how to lose, you know, interest in a conversation in another room. Like page to it. Just like all those other books, you never finish them. Page to it, put it down. My interest tension is wedded to that. But then she says something, so I'm really keen on hearing it. But she's mentioned a guy, and I'm really keen, and it's Matt, and my name's Paul. What happens? I lose interest immediately, yeah. I don't have to take a workshop. I do not have to read that book. Yeah? I don't, because my interest and attention was being directed there because it was about me. Yes? As soon as it's not, because that's the enslavement. See, what frees you, bonds you here. It's your interest and attention. It's not yours. It's interest and attention. If interest, interest and attention is, to, is bonded to the re-identification as a self, that's why you have a difficult time pulling yourself out of the mental porno theater with all those thoughts going on. Yeah? Because you're hyper-conscious of those thoughts because they're about you. Yeah? Or, they have some, or you're the object of them. Yeah? That's why you have immunity to other people's system because they're not about you. You can have, someone could be totally flipping out, being obsessed with what's not happening. It has no effect. It could be, they could be sitting right next to me. I could feel the energy, maybe. But it, would have, it wouldn't leap into my head. Because I have an immunity, because it's not me. Yeah? That's where the immunity lies. When the interest and attention is unwedded to that constant production of selfing, the feeling of being a self. Selfing is, like some people call me, they go, oh, I've been selfing all day, yeah? So now they've had a little bit of information, I would call it a view, about the mental process, but they don't have the vision yet. Yeah? They're not actually seeing it yet. So they see a certain, let's say the line of selfing, it's finite. The line of selfing is, I'm worrying about next week, da, 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 da. that's it. Yeah? So you get to see that now. Before you would just be worrying about next week, now you see the sense of you worrying about next week. So you, you're starting to see a little more of the string. And then more and more... If you entertain these possibilities, you'll see more and more of the string. But there's a part of the string that it takes, it, you don't see, which is, oh, I'm the one who's selfing. Yeah? The selfing is driving me crazy. The me that's being crazy is part of the selfing. It's not, the selfing hasn't stopped, and now it's imposing its will on you. The feeling of being imposed upon is still the selfing. Yeah? And if you follow it back there and see that, it's like the end of the t tail. It's a finite little activity. And all at that point is a pause, yes? There's no one that selfing is coming from, and there's no one that selfing is going to. Yeah? You're freed. Yes? You're in, and you've always been freed. But as, as long as you only see a little of the line, and then it goes from a point of, an activity to an activity being done by me or done towards me. As soon as it takes that direction and finds the home, this identification, the selfing has produced the product, the feeling of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. The feeling is a feeling of being on, but how it translates it is it's a feeling of, it infers me. I'm the one that's on. Yeah? 
It's me that's on. It's me that's conscious. It's me that's aware. That's the selfing. That's the product of the selfing. If it can be seen all the way, and that product isn't bought but seen, then the view or the entertainment or the invitation becomes a vision. Yes? The looking has gone back to its source, which is seeing. The looking is self-centeredness, yes? So while you're looking at the selfing, it's, you're looking from you towards you, yes? That's the looking. When the seeing is, there's space, yeah? So to me, I like repetition about this message because it's like using the, the poison as an antidote. Just like we get convinced of a lot of bullshit by repetition in this place, well, having a, by hearing this message, and it is a message, it's not a dissertation. I am not a teacher. First of all, there is nothing called non-duality. It means not to. It's a negation. Yeah? There is, you can never go to a non-duality meeting. You'd never find it. There's no meaning. It's a negation. It's about telling the truth about, just like, you ever hear of the Enneagram? I bet you some of you have, yeah? You know the Enneagram from Sufism? So Sufism was a mystical order, I think, of Islam, and they have some, uh, a lot of good information. And a long time ago, they wrote out a, a way of uh, defining the basic characteristics of all mental, uh, uh, whatever, personalities. Yeah? And they had nine major types with two subdivisions each. So let's forget the subdivisions, just go to the nine. And so you'd go to a retreat, very, very well informed of Enneagram, and then you would come upon the... It, the information that you are a seven, yes? Or you're a nine with a subdivision six, sex or something, yeah? and, or whatever. And then they would, everyone would leave, and now they're identified, hey, I'm a seven. I'm a nine. I didn't know it. You know? The whole point of hearing the information about being a Ford is that you're not a Ford. Yes? The whole bit about... It, get, having information about the structure of what you're not is to finally get the punchline, I'm not that. But the heads, amazingly, it will, it will identify, in, see, in recovery we call it self-knowledge. It's like knowledge, when claimed by self, it avails you nothing. Yeah? It's like you become a professor of holes, but you're still falling in them. Yeah? You know exactly why you're in the hole, and how big is it, but you're still in the hole, seemingly. What's the point of that? Yeah? So a lot of messages, they tell you something, but they don't take the next step, which is, and you're not that. Yeah? So the whole point of, you can't describe non-duality, but you can describe duality. You can describe the movement of mind that's producing this sense of either or, yes or no, close and far. Yeah? And the feeling of it being so real. You can describe that. And the description of that is not to have more evidence of who you are, but for it to distill into, I'm not that. Yeah? When I'm not that, you've gone, and it's a finite string, you've gone past the endpoint of selfing, and there's all the space. Yes? The selfing is just an activity in the space. But when there's an identification for that last bit, what happens is, you become the presence. The body. You. This object becomes the Alpha Omega. Yes? You fill up that presence with a, like a phantom balloon type presence. And as soon as you become presence as this, it becomes seemingly absent to you. It's not absent, but to you it's definitely absent. Because you're full of being present. Yeah? The whole point is to see I'm not that, and, to re and have a hit that 
I am inherently absent as a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. Inherently means it's, I'm absent. There's not like a condition that the absence produced or another absence produced for it. I am inherently absent. That's the sense of presence. That's how it establishes. If it establishes it for you, the presence will be infrequent based on what you do or don't do. That's playing God. Yeah? But if it's based on you're absent and you're inherently absent, the present is always available at all times with no requirement necessary. Like here in these meetings, you know, my friends in a business and they have like, when they're going to do talks, they have a ready room, yeah? So everyone goes into the ready room, I guess they study and stuff like that. So we're saying tonight, uh, I'd like to get what? Oh, ready, get set, go room, yes? This point, this message leaps over all of them. There's no ready, get set, go. Because it's prior to getting ready, getting set, and go. Yeah? That's the beauty of it. It has a timeless quality to it. And when it downloads, it will, you'll get the sense of it. You, the quality of it is not the hope I will be okay, but okayness now. Yes? What? Not the hope that, oh, I finally got a new great master plan how to get out. You were never in. Yes? <laughs> I don't need to apply any more solutions, or I am not that which applies solutions, to me, is the better way. Because if you think, I, like, let's say you studied about obsession with self for two years, that would also could be called obsession with self. Yeah? Just like this lady last night was teaching, and she was teaching, talking about the past, how she really wanted to get approval, and her mind was doing that exact activity, teaching about, you know, no need to... Not to have a need to get approval. She was soaking it up. <laughs> you self can't get out of self. You, you know what I mean? No matter how many, I don't care how you turn, you're not going to step out of the system as a product of the system. It doesn't exist anywhere else. It doesn't even exist there, but it appears to exist. Yeah? So for me, the solution, everything I hear distills into I'm not that. And I, therefore, what I may be is the seeing of what I'm not. The seeing of what I'm not is what I actually am. And that seeing of what I'm not, or I would say, and then what happens is when you see what you're not, what you get a sense of is it's seeing nothing. And when seeing nothing, there's nothing that the seeing alights on, so it goes on and on and on and on. It's like a giant field. Because it's not an activity that stops when an object is met. There's no object in it. So all the while, I'm looking during the day as an apparatus, the mind is seeing nothing. Yeah? On and on and on and on and on. And now, because the attention and interest has been unwedded to this, this reinforcement of the idea of what I'm not, my interest and attention has the ability, like I think Jesus said, you know, when your eye is single, your body will be full of life. So the eyes here, the way the eyes here are their form of looking, which is a blindness to seeing. Yes, the looking is a blindness to seeing. No matter how, you can get the most incredible way of looking, it's still going to be a blindness to seeing. Yeah, but but if the eye be single, not this dualistic split, then the body's full of light. Yeah. So in that singularity, the mind is seeing nothing and is never alighting on anything. So it's, it goes on uninterrupted. And it produces a presence, yeah, that can only be sensed by your absence. If you're waiting to get it, you're going to wait a long time. And you're still not going to get it. And if you have a feeling you got it, you'll lose it. 
Yeah? Because anything the head believes it can achieve, the same moment it has the split belief that it can lose. That's why you have it by giving it away. That's how, why you have it by not having it. Yeah? It's always available at all times with no requirement necessary. It's, and the quality of timelessness just overrides all this other stuff. Yeah? You are always prior to the you arising. Yeah? I see the you arising, but my seeing the you arising isn't the you. It's, it's what I am prior to the you, yes? The you appears, and it takes a process to produce it, a mental process. You didn't have a sense of self when you were a little baby. Yeah? It hadn't developed yet. Then we grew into that thought system. And when, we grew, when our attention and interest was bonded to that thought system, we stopped being attentive and interested in, to, in nothingness, yeah? which I would say is our true nature. Not a thing, like Jesus says, you're in this world, but you're not of it. So you can't, you can't study what you're not of, what you're of, but you can study what you seem to be in. And by seeing it, by seeing it, it distills into I'm not that. And that's what you are, the seeing of what you're not. Yeah? You're a, it's like a verb. You, you'll never get a glimpse of you as a noun. The glimpse is glimpsing. It's never stopping. Yeah, like someone said, well, when, how is it to have that shift? I said, well, it's shifting. That's what it does. Every day it's shifting. It's, it's, it's like a, it's an incessant onness. so to speak. But then it seems to go off when they go home and think about it. <laughs> because the self the selfing will claim its own absence. That's what it does. Yeah? Just like if you ever had an epiphany, I always talk about it. You have an epiphany? You ever have one? Did you ever know who's coming? No? Did you like order it or something? I ordered a big one. <laughs> they couldn't deliver it on time. So. But if you when you do it's sort of like a, an interruption, yes? to the linear story. And then, um, you know, you don't call up ahead and get a room or something, get Kenny G music pumped in and candles, because you have no idea it could happen at any moment, because it's not of time. But it usually seems to end when the mind arises and says, I'm having this incredible epiphany, yes? As soon as the system claims it, it's nudes it. It puts it into time. Yeah? And then the feeling, as soon as the you arises, that I have this incredible epiphany, there's a feeling there was a historical you before the epiphany. Yes? You can see how it emphasizes. It like bookends it, and that's how it nudes it. It puts it on the little spiritual mantle, and then maybe calls the, you know, the epiphany hotline. And I got a big one tonight. So where am I doing on the epiphany rating? I think I'm up there now. You know, I'm getting pretty, I've had a lot of them. And that should make me something, yes? Yeah? Sort of, you have it on your little spiritual altar, and then, uh, you know, it becomes something the mind uses to beat the living hell out of you. Because every moment now pales, pales in comparison to that moment you thought you once had. Yeah? It's like the freaking perfect carrot before you. You're always looking to reduplicate that. I've seen it. People hear someone woke up, so they try to go where that happened to them, and eat the same food, wear the same clothes, as if it's... You know what I mean? It can be conjured up. You know what I mean? <laughs> so this is just seeing. That's all it is. And what you see is that 
how seeing has been co-opted into a form of looking. Like we ha- call it in recovery, you know, alcoholism is like a pair of glasses, yeah? And it produces a very distorted perception. False evidence appears real, an acronym for fear. Uh, a lot of things happen, yes? And false evidence can never be real. It can only appear real. And for it to appear real, it has to have a you to appear real to. Yeah? It cannot appear real, but it can appear real to you. So the you produces all of these effects, yes? Once the you arises, everything seems to be in a certain soundness, yes? But they're all based on the you arising and the identification as a you. So if all of that seems to be driving you crazy, it's best, I would say, to go to the you that's being driven crazy. If you're not that you, then they may just be drive, driven crazy. And therefore, just like everything else that comes and goes, it will come and go. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is the thing. If I'm not that, then I don't have to work on myself in a lot of ways. Yeah? Except for what I eat because of the physicality and things. But the whole idea of a spiritual practice is pointless because the highest form of spiritual practice or, or a spiritual condition or a maintenance of a spiritual condition is to be a spiritual condition. That's the highest form. When people look at saints and they, they saw how they acted and they think if they discipline themselves to act that same way, they'll be where that saint is. But that saint is somewhere and that's just the expression of that through that saint. Yeah? To try to get to the expression from, you know, from an activity will never work. Yeah? Because it's just, it, there's no rote. It's not like a system. It's just a unique expression of what wants to express. Yeah? And all mind wants to express. That's what's happening here. Yeah? And we, we, this body gives mind an incredible opportunity with a large spectrum. Like animals with instincts have a very small spectrum. They're usually not killing each other for fun, and they're not having tons of baloney go, but humans can get up to a lot of stuff. Yeah? So in that spectrum, these mental winds are waiting to use to come through because they like to express, but they can't take form. But they can produce an effect through this form. Yeah? And the whole point, self-centeredness is like a calling card for all this. Because whatever moves through you and, and expresses through you, you'll claim to be yours. The selfing will claim to be yours. So anger can never be seen very clearly if it's your anger. Yeah? Jealousy can never be seen clearly if it's your jealousy. The your, the my, clouds it all. And then once it's my jealousy, that mind has a lot of agenda to be jealous that you may not be clear on. And so you're trying to get out of it is just strengthening it supposedly being in it. It's the whole idea of the my. When the my drops off, everything shifts. Because you and I, as an apparatus, just give meaning to things. That's all this mind does, yeah? It just constantly is giving meaning to things. And we've been force-fed, or one system has been dominant, so what we've been reacting to mostly in our lives is the meaning self-centeredness gives to life. Yeah? And we've had all the possibilities offers because they're all, they're all structured in time. You're never going to be okay now. You will be okay later, maybe. You know? And it gives you like a five-year Stalinist plan that if you follow it, if you go to school and you get this and you get that, then you'll be okay. But if you demand the okayness now, it always has rationalizations and excuses and blame, yeah? which only a failed system would need. If someone delivered the furniture every time on time, would he need any excuses? Would it need blaming someone to stop him from delivering the furniture on time? Would he need to uh, 
rationalize. No, because he delivers the goods, yes? So any failed system usually cloaks its inability to succeed by rationalizations, excuses, and blame. So check it out. If your interest and attention is wedded to that, that's what gives it life. And the interest and attention is going to go to whatever you believe you are, seriously. Yeah. And then that faith that we all have is going to manifest here in whatever like uh, vehicle we put it in. So let's say you put it into the conditional mind, that faith will produce a high level of anxiety. Yeah? It'll produce a realm called what's not happening, and anything can happen there. Anything can happen in what's not happening. And it's going to produce effects here, right now. Yeah? And it's impossible to deal with a product from what's not happening, because it's not happening. I don't care how much you work at trying to get to the source, you'll never find the source because it's coming from an imaginary field of mind. Yes? But it's your faith in it, your faith that produces the anxiety. The same faith, if it's resting in, let's say, centeredness, not self-centeredness, produces an ease and comfort in your skin wherever you are. It's the same energy, same faith. Just like the same energy of interest and attention bonds you or frees you in a way. It's not frees you because you've never been bonded, but it allows you to, uh, to live as if you're free because you are. Yeah? The same way it, try, it, it, it produces the situation where you live as if you're bound because you, you believe to be. Yes? The interest of attention is fueling that. If you, the interest of attention is withdrawn, you see it really clearly. Yeah? You see it really clearly. Once you see it, the, the head up, it's not you, comes up. And then that's the presence of what you are. When the presence that's been turned over to this absence, yeah, and filled with tons of meaning because it's empty, when that's turned over, when that is returned in a sense, that presence is what frees you. That's the sense of being free. Freed from what? The bondage of self. And what's a bondage of self? A bondage of self must be an activity. There must be a constant new application of glue to bond you to that idea because it's not a natural fit. Yes? You're forgetting a quality of mind unbelievably and taking a very small physicality as the focus of everything. It's a huge leap. So it has to have a thought system. Yes? And it, it's like having K-Paul up here. It's like a radio station. If you're listening to that unconsciously, you feel as if you're a self. Yes? You feel like things are happening to you. You feel like you're the doer. Yes? You feel like definitely the doer. <laughs> That's the biggest one. You feel like you're the doer. And of course, there's opinions about what you did or didn't do, which is the branch of all guilt and shame. Yeah? Personal sense of doership is where guilt and shame rests. Yeah? It builds a nest and it flies in and out and just drops a lot of eggs. <laughs> and they all hatch and they fly in and out, usually around your head. Yes. <laughs> that connection to that station is my, yeah, my thoughts. Yeah. The sense of thinking you're the, you're the doer of it. When we can't even shit when we want. Yeah. I can't even take a shit when I want to. But I'm, I'm claiming to be the doer of a very subtle process called thinking. It's just unbelievable. The, the leap that the selfing makes is just incredible. You know what I mean? You can't. You're not digesting the food in your belly. You would have forgot a burrito last night. I have a big list, a to-do list. i got to get home. i got to digest that burrito. It's turning bad then. 
you're not pumping your heart and your blood and things like that, yet you believe you're the doer of this incredible, subtle system called thought. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And then you believe you're the object of the thought, which is, what is the object of the thoughts? How does the thought system hold you? How does the thought system present you as a body, does it? When you think about yourself in the past, how are you presented? If you go think about yourself, how can you even travel there without the fixed object of the body? Yeah? How could you even travel to the future unless there was like a flagpole that all references would be about, which is the body? The thought system presents you as a body. Yes? That's why it calls. That's what's happening here. See, here's an experience. I'm seeing you, yes? And all these yous. I'm seeing maybe 30 yous here, 35 yous. Yes? Yeah. That would be experience. And from where you are, the eye is seeing this you. Yes? Now, let's say I fill this room up with 8,000 yous. It would still be the same experience. I would be seeing eight yous. Yes? And every you in there would be having the same event. I'm seeing a, a you, this person. Yes? Now, what happens? Well, so, obviously, the awareness is plainly in sight, and we're conscious, so we could reflect it. Yes? What happens? So the eye is the valid... That's a pretty damn good description. The eye is seeing this you. Now, what happens? I see you, and you're seeing me as a you. And if I brought 8 million people here, they'd all vote me as a you, from their experience. If I asked them everything, who are you seeing? They'd say, you. Yeah. So for 8 million people, I'm a you, but I stubbornly deny that, my mental process, and claims the you to be a me. Yeah. <laughs> So the, as soon as the I, right, is taken to be a you and claimed to be a me, what's forgotten is the I. Yes? Now it's me that's seeing you. Yes? And it's you that's seeing me. Not a you, me. This is the bondage of self, yes? The I has to be forgotten for the me to be emphasized. It cannot brook the I, because the the me is claiming to be the I, yeah? So there's no way in hell it wants to ever meet the I because there would be no meeting. Because there's no you, yeah? As a me. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the whole point is every second of every day, the solution is available, yeah? To the, the imaginary problem. If that's not love, I don't know what is. If you could possibly, in an impossible way, Forget your own nature, which it seems like we can do in time and in this space as a body, for that love, for that nature to always be available at all times, I would say, is love. Yeah? Always available at all times with no requirement necessary. That's real love. Yeah? And that's what happens. As soon as the, the me, maybe at first is seen as a you, yes? Like I found when I was young, what I did, my head, things overwhelmed me. So my head was busy trying to make them unreal. Yeah? That's what I did. I started reading a lot of science fiction, hanging around Poe. Then when I found alcohol, I started drinking alcohol. Then I got into spirituality to make things unreal. Then I got back into alcohol, making unreal. Then back into spirituality, making unreal. And you know what? What happened is finally one day I let it be as real as it wanted to be. Yeah? And when I let it be finally as real as it wanted to be, it, it was seen to be unreal. It only had a sense of reality when I was trying to make it unreal. 
That's what happens in AA, in alcoholism. The alcoholic is in constant denial that it's, he's an al- or she's an alcoholic. Yeah? And in that denial, he's really a full-blown alcoholic. And so you come in and you let all these things come that you're always wanting not to have come. And let them own them, if you want to call it that. Embrace them. And when you embrace them, then you see you're not an alcoholic. Yes? But while you're denying you're an alcoholic, you're living like an alcoholic every freaking day. But when you fully embrace and admit to your innermost self that you are that, what's revealed is you're not that. Yes? It's a beautiful way. It's like an implosion. We're pushing out. No, let it in. Yes? Let it in. Yeah? See, because what the mind's mostly doing with practices and everything, they're denying. But it's a mental denial. It's not a true seeing. That denial gives life and breath to what it's denying. Whatever it resists, you become. You know those statements. Yeah? This way, you, you see that. You see that. I'm not that. I'm not I'm not that. So like that, if I am a fraud, I never have to feel like one. But if I don't want to be a fraud, I'll feel like one thousands of times. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. So you let it come in. I'm coming in. So I, yeah, I'm a true asshole. I really am. You know? I fucking don't give a shit out about anybody. I do anything to fuck you for some money or whatever. doesn't matter. Then, I mean, and really sit there with it. And then, the next, it, there's another step in a sense. I'm not that. That's the freedom. But while you're living mentally as I'm not that, you're more than that than ever. Yeah? That's how you are that, is by denying it. You make it, you try to make it not you, and it's really you then. If you let it be what exactly it is, you see that it's not you. That's the freedom. Yes? And the thing is, like in Zen, the freedom, you'll never know it. See, the mind has a desire to know so strongly. Even if it's freaking wrong, it, it just wants to know. But in Zen, they have a high form of mind called I don't know. And in that I don't know, what happens? You find out. That level of knowledge is much, much stronger than trying to feed this thing. Because this thing can be convinced thoroughly and five minutes later unconvinced. Yeah? You can get it and lose it, like in 20 minutes. Yeah? But... This knowledge, when it's found out, bypasses the self-centered system, yes? And then it's digested somewhere else, and then it's regurgitated through this. And you know it by finding out. Yeah? And that finding out has a sense of conviction and, and uh, weight to it, yeah? Like, for me, it's like an unspoken yes. So, I've seen the line of selfie, and they're always finite, and they always end that one thing, you, Yes? It's not an infinite line. The aperture opened up, opened up, opened up. I saw the length of the beast, and what, it, what happened is I'm not that. Yeah? Then there was no desire to look at what I was, because I know that's it. I'm not that. That's what I am, the seeing of that. Yeah? As soon as I look for something else, that would be the selfing, duplicating again. Yes? Throwing, it, throwing it outside itself, now it's looking, 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 looking. Looking for the real, the whatever. There isn't any. It's just seeing what you're not. That's it. It's like the old story we use a lot, the ocean and the wave. So, (laughs) I hate when people describe the infinite ocean of bliss and all that. Because it's, they're doing such an incredible disservice in a way. Because the mind just loves that candy. Just gobbles it up. 
and then you think you're going to go there. <laughs> but let's say, instead of putting the emphasis on the ocean, let it be what it is, you'll find out. But let's question the idea of being a wave. Yeah? Because if you're taking yourself to be a wave, you're, the only thing you can possibly do is try to know the ocean. You totally bypass the possibility Ramana Maharshi says is knowing God is being God. Yeah? Knowing God is being God. That's how you know God, being it. That's how you find out. So here's the wave, and it's, it's an identification is wave, but it's very interested in the ocean, which is a painful, painful activity. So it's trying to study the ocean, it visits the ocean, but always very infrequently. It jumps in, but it always comes out, you know. And the dryness is the dominant state. You know, it feels, oh, I really felt wet then, but most of the time I'm dry. Yeah? So the wave, so instead of questioning the ocean or studying the ocean, just see if you're a wave. If you're not a wave, that's the ocean. It's a timeless solution, because what seems to be so, if it were, it would take time to break down, but it ain't so, so it takes no time to break down. Yes? If I'm not the wave, then you'll find out what the ocean is like. Yes? Because you are that. And just like oceans look different at different beaches based on the circumstances and situations, the expression coming through, quote-unquote, this possibility will look different. Yeah, that's the beauty of it. And everyone here probably has a way of life already that works, yeah? Somewhat. This is just a way of it being illuminated. The light you can bring to something isn't the light. The light is already here. The light that you believe you're bringing to it is artificial. Yes? It's actually, a, it leads to blindness to me. The light that's already here is what's revealed. And then whatever situation you're in, it now finds, it seeks expression into that. Yeah? Because it's seeking expression. That's what it's doing. It wants to extend. Yeah? And then you know the tree by the fruit. You see what happens. You see how things are traveling and stuff. And then you see others. And you see what's going on. And uh, it's like a living scripture every day. It verifies itself by its own expression. It doesn't need any verification, but there's a verifying of it, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Any questions tonight? Just one thing I want to say, there's, 
there is or not while selfing's going on. Also, what's always so is always so, no matter what's streaming through it. Yes, it's the context. The selfing is just a mental activity. The product of it is the real strong, authentic feeling of being a you. Yes, if that is dispensed with selfing, just does it. That's what it's doing. That's how it organizes this place. Yes, it's like a, it's like an organizing principle to make some sense out of this thing here. Yeah, that I don't see is going to stop. What happens is. What was once listened to will be just uh, heard. Yeah, you'll hear it like a sound. Yes, but it's when it's the it's the so the selfing doesn't need to be stopped, and there would be no one to stop doing it anyway. It's just the identification as the one that thinks it could stop it or it's being imposed upon. That's the product. So when you see the string go a little farther, and it can happen with an invitation. You know that's what occurs. That's the whole point of describing what we're not. And maybe you'll see more of what you're not. But the seeing is exactly the same. Yeah? The seeing doesn't become more seeing. You just may see more of what you're not. Yeah? And when you see more of what you're not, the interest and attention wedded to that idea of you will be dispersed, and that's what enriches your life. Because I found it in, a lot of that attention and interest likes to rest in no-thingness. Yeah? So that's the that's sense of presence that's always felt, because it's the interest and attention that's feeling it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what was the other part of it? All right. I'll leave it at that. Then. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Could you say a little bit about the 12 steps and touch upon making amends and what that means to you? Yes, I would say making amends was something I just, in a similar way, talked about, how you try to make things unreal. Yeah? The best way to see their unreality is to let them be real. So the ninth step is a very big thing about that. Because one of the, big, the biggest attributes of alcoholism in this life was avoiding things at all costs. Like if, I, if this arm was bleeding, I would just look left all day. I swear to God, I didn't want to deal with anything. And so I had, I had run over a lot of people out there, and I owed a lot of amends, and I was conveniently avoiding most of them every day I was drinking. <laughs> You know, when I got sober, I started running into all these situations I owed amends for. <laughs> and there was a point where there had to be a switch where I went another way. Went, yeah. And so I made the amends. So I, I'll give you an example. I had this, there was a market I lived near in North Beach, San Francisco, and I used to steal from it every day. I'd have one of those long raincoat type jackets, and so I could put two 16-ounce beers here and a steak in the back. And I'd leave, and I'd get my calories until I could cop some drugs. Yeah? So I did this months on end. And so, and so San Francisco, there's a premium for parking. Yeah? It's very hard to find parking spaces, especially in North Beach. Very hard. So there was a meeting I used to like to go there when I got in sobriety on Thursday nights. But I would not go near that Rossi's Market. I, no matter what, even if there was a parking space, I would not park there. I would avoid it at all costs. And I really did. I was even going to stop going to that meeting because of Rossi's market. So instead of living in that old solution, I finally said, oh, "I'm going to go there and make amends." Yes. So I asked where the manager was. They said, "Go upstairs." And the way I was taught to make amends was to say something about recovery. So I said to the manager, "Hey, I'm in recovery, and I used to live in this neighborhood, and I used to steal from your store." for quite a long time. Maybe you should get some cameras. Maybe <laughs> I'm now a consultant, a surveillance consultant. I think you need some cameras, especially on the meat aisle right there, because it was totally easy. 
So I said, yeah, I owe you. So I said, here's $55. I owe a lot more. So the guy took the $55, and I walked out of that market, and I never thought of Mark Rossi's market again. Yes? Yeah? With the selfing, my solution, yes, was giving the quote-unquote problem, a problem enough to keep me from going anywhere near it, anything like that. Once I let the problem be completely what it wanted to be, it had no influence on me. Yes? That's the amend process to me. Yeah? Oh, well then, then, yeah, then I, then you better question that, yes. I know people who in recovery, they love the right inventories about the most minute little, so I would tell them, you got to put that pen down and enjoy sobriety, yeah, stop trying to stay, because mind loves to stay in recovery, it doesn't want to be recovered, yeah, it wants it to constantly be recovering, that's, that gives its purpose and meaning, and it, and it, and it, uh, it excites the seeking. It can just keep on going. There's a point where you put the ball down, and now, like for me, I'm like a free-range alcoholic. Yeah, I've been. I don't. I'm, I'm very. I honor the coop, but I don't live in the coop anymore. Yes, coopless, so to speak. And uh, and yet, to me, I think that's the whole point. Was if if there was a lot of damage that your mind was very adhered to out here, to have that, to find a way to sort of have that undone. And then the mind can entertain its own nature instead of having all these sticks to the thingness of all things, yeah? And the amends was very, it worked on this alcoholic mind. It led to the point, and I believe freedom is it. It's not like having, finding a new way to live just for the sake of that, but the freedom it, it may uh, provide a large space for. Yes? Yeah. So then when I list, heard this stuff about duality as not being the case and subject and object, forget about the object but the subject, you know, me, as not being so, the AA way of life is incredibly uh, a great way to express that in. Because I find one thing lacking a lot in these type of meetings uh, is service, yeah? Doing service for others, especially people you don't know. Not family, this and that. There's a lot of stuff going on there. But just to go to a soup kitchen or help somebody will give you a, a sense of, quote-unquote, being out, out of self better than coming to these meetings a lot of times. Really. I've met a lot of people when they were at a, uh, something I was doing, and I told them, you should go out and help someone. Don't come back this afternoon. It's pointless. Yeah? Your mind's just eating this shit up. It's like tons of candy for it. Yeah, I'm not that. You know how people used to do that? You know, you're in a relationship, then you get this message, and then the late, your girlfriend says, Hey, Paul, you left the dishes out. Well, there's no Paul to have left the dishes out. <laughs> I don't know who did it. It couldn't possibly be me. There is no me. And she says, Shut the fuck up, you know. Get the dishes. Yes, the mind wants to take advantage of everything it hears, yes? And it can be very immature in it, and just immediately tries to use it as an advantage. Which is beautiful about this, because this is nothing. Yeah? And after you try to make it something for a while, and you try to make it something for a while, hopefully it gets exhausted and you leave it as nothing. And that's the message. And that nothing, you know, you had so many somethings in your life, what has it come up to? Nothing. You know, the biggest something comes out of nothing. Yeah? Seriously. By receiving nothing, a lot of possibilities open up. Yeah? And then just, and the, con and the receiving of nothing is always going on. 
Yes? It's always going on. You have it by giving it away. There's a constant aliveness to it. There's no claiming, privatizing, owning. Yeah? This is just a seat assignment I'm in. This does not have a metal sign with my name on it. When the music of life, if it went on, I'd move. I'd get up, and then I'd land wherever the music stopped. Yes? Nobody, I am an, an inviter, not an advitist, an inviter, 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 like a mailman. I don't want you to come home with me. I'm a mailman. I'm just giving you a message. Because I have total faith in mind. I know mind. I've seen it. And I have total faith that the mind that was seen or is seeing is the same mind seeing there. Yeah? And all it needs is like a, a catalyst, a little message, a little invitation, and maybe backed up with repetition. Yes? That's all it needs. And then you'll find a way of life that expresses it beautifully. Yeah? It may be a yoga thing. It may be... I don't know where it'll end up. There's no rhyme or reason to it. It will just take whatever's available and express it to. Yeah. But it will be peculiar. You'll have a... Yeah. All I get is like a very strong echo all the time from an unspoken yes. When I heard this message, it was, it's been the last answer for 15 years. I haven't come up with any new answers. And no new downloads about any new answers. And yet, there was constantly answers being, uh, solutions offered to me most of my life. The solutions ended after this. Yeah? And I know it. Like, if someone, let's say you, I, I, well, you had this, when you were born, this hand was on your shoulder, and it had been there your whole life. You wouldn't know it was there. Yeah? Not knowing it was there, your mind would assume and make projections about what was the problem. Yeah? And it would have, and it would feel right about all of its projections, quite a lot of them, yeah? But you would only finally know when it lifted. When it, by its absence, you would know the sense of presence it had in your life, yes? That's exactly what this is like. By this freaking presence, this idea of being poor, when it lifts, you'll know by its absence, yeah, what it was, yeah? It was that wet blanket. It was that unbelievable umbrella. It was like that confining structure, driving to be special and right. Yeah, it was that. Da, 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 da. So you know the solution. You know the problem by the solution. You don't know the problem by the problem. Knowing the problem by the problem brings the highest form it can bring you is a view or an understanding. Yes, but knowing the problem by the solution is vision. That's seeing. Yes? And that's total beyond your little grubby fingers. You can't claim that. You can't write it. You can't divert it. You can't do anything with it. You can't, it's nothing. Yeah? In that, that's the most beautiful invitation. So, this is about offering a view in a way. And there's other people, books and everything like that. What, what they're attempting to do is describe duality and describe subject-objectism. And that this is a pseudo-subject. So you get a view. Yeah? And that view may help you live a little differently. But hopefully, if entertained, the mind... Yeah, vision. Vision is... That's something to rely on. A view can come and go, because you may have a view, and then someone seems to have a better view. Or they argue your view down, and then you're crushed. <gasps> what happened to my poor view? Seems I've got to call up my teacher quick. I've been... I'm, I'm unviewed now. No, but vision, seeing, is always so. Always so. Yeah. Always, always, always so, because it's not of time. Yeah. That's what's reliable. It doesn't matter if it's questioned, who cares? What's que 
every question, every rebuttal is seen. Nothing comes prior to seeing. Nothing. Nothing. Whatever arises cannot be that. Seeing is the context. Everything appears as content. The content can never transcend the content and be context, because there's only context appearing as content. You, you and I have never lost our nature, therefore it doesn't need to be found. It just needs to be revealed as such. By what? Seeing what you're not. Hearing about what you're not. You keep hearing about what you think you are. It's a conceptual idea. But if you can just see what you're not, it leaves conceptions behind and it's a whack. A Zen bitch slap. <laughs> and in that moment, in that pause, everything that's always so is available. Yeah? And a little bit of that, I mean, so much info, so much download can happen in what you would call a second. Because it's coming from timelessness. It's, it's not a filling up of quantity over time. It's just like in electrified quality. And you really get economized. You don't get laid down. You don't have a wealth of the, of the ages. You just know what to do next. Yeah? It just e economizes you. It pairs you down. And when what isn't essential gets stripped, you'll be amazed of what you were taking to be so essential. Yes, yeah. Um, if we live in a society that is uh, dependent on consumption, what can you say about uh, the consumption as a way of life is surviving? What, uh, what can you say about uh, trying to remind yourself of these things? I mean, it makes sense, but how do you keep yourself in check when, in order to survive, you have to be the self? have proclivities, yes, tendencies. This apparatus, in and of itself, is looking for some kind of balance, some kind of sense of satisfaction, yeah? yeah? Where does all that movement imply a you? It has its own intelligence. It has its own uh, qualities. The you is just like a narration of it. The you is just a purely mental ideation. Of a, of a complete impossibility. And I'll tell you, this does a whole lot better with less intrusion of all of that. Yeah? And maybe you'll find a thing that works best for you instead of taking a job that you don't fucking like. Yeah? Maybe you'll be, a, maybe you'll be able to uh, entertain inclusion instead of exclusion. So before I thought I either had to work or do what I like. Now I do both. Yeah? Who knows? The possibilities that are in the self-centered system are very rigid, very extreme, very polarized, and very small. Yeah? If you're not the center of that system that keeps your attention and interest involved in that system, you may entertain other possibilities that you never thought of. Yeah? Because they won't be thought of, they'll just download. Yeah? And I find I, uh, I take care of business more than I ever did, realizing it's not my business. <laughs> Yeah, I do. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> I don't know, a lot of people, yesterday we were at Massachusetts, and uh, people were talking about, 
clinically depressed people and this and that. I'm not, I don't have an experience of that yet in this life. I have never been depressed. I don't take medication. So, so I'm, not, I'm not an authority of that. But I do feel like if you look at everything that can possibly happen here, they're like a, it's like a row of knots, yeah? So you have your health, your mental condition, relationships, money, lack of money, you know, fulfillment in doing what you like or not like, you know, all these things. And there's ways of trying to loosen those knots, yes? But if the template of you being the doer is there, the knot is always going to stay knotted sooner or later, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But all I found is I, I went down some, to a point where it seems like the first knot, yeah? So here you take one knot and you try to loosen it. It doesn't seem to affect the knots around it, yeah? Like I work on, let's say, relationships, but it doesn't increase my financial situation sometimes, yeah? So they seem to be uh, separate and like compartmentalized. But what happened with me, I went down to this one knot, and that knot was the identification as self, yeah? The selfing. And I entertained, that's how it started, right? I entertained, like, I heard something like this, and my mind then started to entertain the idea. Hey, I may not be that, yeah? And then downloads would happen, and they would reinforce the entertaining, which would increase more entertaining, yeah? But what I did find out is when I did that, and that first knot, the knot of, uh, to me, it's the first addiction. The mind's addicted to being a self, yeah? All other, uh, all other addictions are trying to get relief from that prior first addiction. So that first knot, if I am not the idea of self, what happened is that knot loosened up, yeah? That addiction to self. And I saw that it affected all the other knots. Like a, a thread from that knot affected all the other knots because what happens is from wherever you seem to be, that's where the meaning is given about life, your life, yeah? If it's being given from self-centeredness, that point of that first knot is giving the meaning of every other knot. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what happens if I'm not that? That may loosen up. New meanings may happen about all those topics. And you'll find out. You won't know, but you'll find out by the living. Yeah? You'll show up to something that used to be the same old, same old, but now it's not the same old, same old. You used to go to a point where this is where I always flip out, and then you don't flip out. And all this stuff happens. And that's how you find out. And that's like concrete knowledge. That's like a very, very strong download that has an effect here that's not defeated or based on circumstances and situations. It reverberates through circumstances and situations, right? It outshines the circumstances and situations because all circumstances and situations are being given, given meaning to by mind, yeah? Everything that you are come in contact with here, mind has given it meaning. And if the mind conformed in self-centeredness, that's, the, that's the, the spectrum of meaning you're going to react to as life. And it's going to be subject-object, and you're going to be confined in a mental template. And true satisfaction, I do not believe, can be found there. And if it is, it's lost, usually. But this is, I'm not that, and then find out. You know? So this is just a simple invitation. I can't promise you'll get a job or anything like that. But I do know you'll travel lighter through the train of your life. You know, whatever your life is that has in store for you as an action figure, you'll travel lighter over. Yeah, it's been my that's been my actual experience in the last 14, 15 years, or however it's been long. Whatever. <laughs> yes. Any other questions? Yes. So what I think I heard you say was you just, you know, you kind of question, working on that knot of identification with self, you just kind of question.
Yeah. That's why I like the way it entertained. It's like here, we're in a yoga studio. So right now, mind is in a yogic posture called selfing. Yeah? It only has one asana. It's a huge system of thought, but it only has one posture. One, and you're, you're in it a long fucking time. <laughs> you know? So you're in this little yogi posture selfing, which is contraction, yeah? Contraction. And then you're trying to receive messages, but as this, yeah? Yeah? So whatever, you always, no matter what you receive, you're still holding the posture, though. Because this isn't being seen as a posture, it's being taken to be you. What happens when you question it and you see it as like a mental yogic posture? Well, selfie, the mind comes out. Yes? When it comes out, how it receives things is very, very different because when it's receiving things, it's receiving itself. Yes? It starts seeing things in a whole different way. But it can't see it in that posture. Yes? So this is just an invitation. And then when the invitation hits, to entertain it. Let the mind, it's sort of like looking at a, a big hallway, like a big door, and you don't have pictures, or if mind has pictures of who should come in or who shouldn't, that arises, but it doesn't block your vision, and you just see, and then see what happens. Yeah? Yeah, welcome. Yes? start to see the way the mind plays out and the things that it starts to do if you're looking at it as it's playing out, it starts to get really sickening and black and icky. To who? <laughs> to the person that's watching. <laughs> yeah, but there's not a person watching, though. Yucky and yeah. Exactly. To the person that's observing it, it seems yucky, 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 yucky. <laughs> Let it go back a little farther because there's a seeing of that person observing it. You're not, you, you don't start and stop at the person observing it and feeling the yickiness and that. You're actually prior to that. Yeah? Yeah. It doesn't mean, it doesn't deny the yuckiness. That's happening. That's manifesting. But it denies that you're the source of it or you're the, uh, where it's deposited. That's what it's, and it's not denying it in a mental way. It's denying it in a seeing way. Yes? It's totally different, seeing so just, that's like the string. Just let it go back a little far. You'll see it. And then you'll see, oh, jeez, I'm not that, which feels yucky. Far out. Then yucky, when it comes, will go quicker usually, because usually what happens is yuckiness comes. I haven't used that word in a while. Yuckiness. yuckiness comes. The mind claims it to be, I'm the one who feels yucky. And then it's put into orbit. Yeah? And the planet Paul holds it in place. And, it's, and it can be up there for years. It's like all that garbage in space. Just constantly, constantly rolling around you. Yes? Because of what? The gravitational pull is mine. Yeah? We're just trying to question, am I planet Paul? When I'm not planet Paul, that garbage is let loose of its orbits. And it shows its nature. It comes and goes. Yeah? Comes and goes. Comes and goes. Comes and goes. But what is always so doesn't come and go. And that's the scene of what's coming and going. Yes? When you had this experience 15 years ago, or whatever it was, was it, was there any fear, like the, 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 that kind of fear of losing yourself? Like Yes. Could you talk about that? Well, I didn't 
have an exp- I don't think I have an experience. But, um, I know words are getting in the way. Yeah. But the only hard time about saying it because I, I believe it can it, it manifest differently for others, and if you start saying this is how it happened to you, it may be taken to be the only way it can happen to them, which I think is a disservice for people sharing this stuff. Because the mind loves to hear something to separate itself from. It's like the old saying, you know, when you see the shoot, see the Buddha on the street, shoot him. So because when someone presents, oh, this was my awakening, this is what happened, and this and that, then you're sitting there and say, well, that hasn't happened to me. And then the mind has very, very conveniently excluded you from the possibility of it already being so. Yeah? It's tricky. Well, I don't know what actually happened to me. I just, like I said, I entertained some things, and I had those big, big events, but the selfing recoagulated at those big events. It was really just a regular day at the office. Yeah, seriously. Something, the emphasis of my interest and attention finally crossed the line where it was much more interested in nothingness than it was thingness, and then I found out by how it displayed after that. But I had no knowing of it whatsoever. It's just transferring of attention, really. I was probably the last one who would know. <laughs> and then I found out that's just the living of it, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm running way behind. I'm trying to claim this. My mind's trying to claim this forever. Okay. <laughs> it's just getting catch up to it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Should I wear robes? You know? Should I get some pictures of my lineage? You know? Should I, uh, whatever. <laughs> How can I get a cottage industry based on this? I don't know. It's not working. <laughs> I'm so, my job is to be obsolete, really. It's a very bad, bad career choice. Really. I'm just an inviter. I don't want anyone to get glommed on to anything I've ever said or be in a position of think, thinking that, uh, well, it just doesn't serve us. You and me included, in my view. Once the mind gets into a dynamic of hierarchy, a lot of meanings occur. And meanings is bondage, yeah, in a sense. The meaning is like the glue that can that the mind can get bonded by to the idea of being a self. You start thinking you got something, yes? Or you're in possession of something, or you're the dispenser of something. It's all bullshit. It's just what downloads. You have a seat assignment, and then you just, you just fulfill that seat assignment. It really has nothing to do with anything about a you. If the you had anything to do with it, it would be constantly against it. Seriously, it would. So, no. It stays really clean because it's impossible to claim. Once you claim it, you really don't have it. It's like, that's pretty absolute. Once you start, the mind starts thinking, I got something, that's, that's the, no, no. So, yeah. Any more questions? How are you doing back there? All right, yes, good, yes. yes. No, no more questions. Have we, have we uh, fulfilled the amount of time quota we're meant to be? <laughs> Make sure you get your money's worth, whatever money that is. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned something about when a wave realizes that, uh, that it's not a wave, but instantaneously realizes itself as the ocean. Uh, no, it actually means... It realizes as the ocean, then it finds out about being the ocean. Yes, because it's translating here in time. Yeah. What I wanted to ask was when I was uh, I was um, I was traveling this summer, 
Context would be the, the tub and then the water, the content of mind sometimes, you know, low and high tides occur. And then, but the fact is, the one constant is the seeing of it all. That's what we are, is that. There may be flavors of still being what we're not, and so those flavors have to work themselves out. So, sort of like being in a, when it's like a filtering system, the movement, yeah? Strains of selfing get cleaned out, yeah? and they lose their oomph, and then your attention just pops out of it, and then the emphasis is just strongly emphasized. Openness, yeah? Yeah. So, it's sort of fun in a way. you got a lot of time to spend here. It's a nice way to spend it. <laughs> really, it's nice. I mean, if It's nice that it plays out in time. It's a, it's a, it's expression. Yeah, so you'll have a sense of it getting deeper and everything like that, that's a beautiful flavor to have. If you have to be in the construct of time, that's a beautiful flavor that something that's lovely gets deeper. I think that's great. feeling, someone who I'm close to, I make an amends. I don't go, there's no one to make amends. That's all fucking, that's like uh, Advaita Pharisees, you know? They got, the, they got the letter of the law, but they don't have the spirit. They're, they're like, they're parsing words and they're missing the whole empty space of what's so. It's very dirty in expression. Things don't go, there's, it's not a non-dual expression. It's a dualistic expression. 
Yeah, lots of different feelings and different degrees of emotions of you know appear. It's not like yes, only most perfect. And I always say, if you really want to get a sense of a teacher, go to the bathroom after them. They smell just like you. They're shitting and they're getting pissed and they're doing this and they're doing that. That's why everyone gets so flipped out. Oh, I was the, I was the driver for somebody and he would be mad. Oh, God, how could he possibly be who he is if he got mad? Jesus, how could he not be what he isn't if it didn't get mad? How could you not be what you're not if it didn't, uh, wasn't allowed to get mad? This place is mad at him. People doing other shit to people, it's fucking incredible. You're, you're, not, you're not walking on water here. You're in the mud. Dirty here. I think it's a weird take. You know, it really is a weird take. People, mind gets... I have never seen... When I first met and got introduced to spirituality, I was very young. I met a guru from India. I never knew anything about gurus or spirituality. I was Catholic growing up. But when I got involved there, there were thousands of ideas about it. Thousands of ideas downloaded. What he should be like, what I should be like, what they should be like. I couldn't believe it. It was like, there was no way I could find out. It was just a mental jungle, and I had no machete. I had, it was all knowing, 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 knowing. There was no finding out. The last thing I was open to was finding out. I couldn't believe it. I had never thought about spirituality. Met this guru. He shouldn't be like that. Don't no, fuck. He should be the tongue. So, so I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> this is about, hey, I'm not that. And then you're going to find out a lot of things and a lot of no things. I mean, if you stayed with me for a day, you'd probably be pissed off at me quickly. <laughs> really. Because I probably wouldn't want to go where you want to go or, or be what you want me to be right. or whatever like that, you know? You'd want to talk about something. I'd like to talk about the Yankees. What? I thought you're, you're... These are just downloads. I sit here, this apparatus, and I'm in a position and downloads occur. Yeah? Then there's no downloads, it's just presence. And then when I come here, there's downloads. And then presence when I'm walking around. Yeah? One's more functioning than the other. One's more resting, one's functional. It's the same, same place, but it's fu no place really. But it functions, downloading, and then it's resting as presence all day. Yeah? And then it doesn't seem to really have a lot of downloads when I'm not doing anything like this. It doesn't. It's just resting. And then when I'm in a position, tons of downloads. So this is like the ninth talk we've had in five days. There's been lots of downloads. Five hours on Sunday in Boston, different people, AA groups, everything, and tons of downloading. When we leave, no downloading. There's presence hanging out. Da -da. Yeah? If you're like on call 24-7. Yeah. Get tired? What? Get tired. The body does, yeah, yeah, sometimes. But I won't stop. I mean, my friends have to drag me away. We go to the dinner and they start this up. Downloads are happening. They, they just start buying coffee and they just settle in in a table nearby because well, that's just Paul, not Paul. Fucking. And it goes on and on. They actually have to be dragged away because if there's a sense that something wants to be heard, then the downloads keep happening quite a lot. Yeah, and there's, you know, and that's fine. It's the way it goes. No. But I never had a regular job. <laughs> no, I was a house painter. I still paint houses when I need to. Uh, but now I've, down, I've gone, gotten down. I've left the house 
Left the outsides. Now I do walls without any trim or ceiling. <laughs> I just do walls, no ceilings. I don't have to look up, and I don't do the trim. When I do, it's crazy. Yeah, I do basically what I need to do. Money, you know, to make some money. T-shirts. Hmm? And I sell T-shirts like I'll be doing tonight because, uh, yeah, I like T-shirts. And I like to have them made. And, uh, yeah, so and I come and do these talks, and sometimes I'm very... People give me a lot of donations and stuff. Not a lot, but it's nice. <laughs> and that allows me to live. But yeah, whatever comes up and I need to do, I usually do. Yeah. I don't have a family or kids, so I, I have a very low level. I, I, you know, It's easy to sort of take care of the needs I have. So that's pretty good. And I like a lot of time because I surf. So, so that's, uh, But now I haven't surfed, so it doesn't feel like I ever surfed. Last week, I've been landlocked up here. So, yeah. And I just love sharing this message. I'm totally enthused by it. I'm totally enthused by it, and I've never not been enthused by it. Yeah. It's like a freaking hallelujah. Yeah. It really is. And I'm, I'm just, I've never, I'm just in awe of it. It's not an it, but I'm in awe, and it provokes honor in this apparatus. I honor it greatly. And, um, Honoring it, I find, is really uh, works in this situation. To honor it, it's a good position to have when it's flowing in or whatever. It's just as a there's an honoring of it, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, but it's incessant onness and everything. It just it really will uh, it will just uh, break out all the mental structures of time and doership and like that because it's incessantly on and it has no real uh, it doesn't fit here it really is not from here <laughs> you know it just isn't and to try to you know integrate it to here is ridiculous yeah this thing outshines here this here is just like a place to express to, and yeah it's not a here really yeah so yeah it's pretty any other questions? Yes, she's. Yes. No. Well, sometimes I do, but I'm feel I feel meditated. You know? I would sense that's the experience. Seriously. So that's happening all the time. You know. So, but today I did because I was tired. So I laid down and uh, yeah, it's nice. I enjoyed it. But there's no story about it, which is great. Yeah. You know how when you used to meditate and you thought it was important. And then if you missed it, it was, the whole day would go bad. Yeah? And you have to rush home and then sit on oh, I'd make up for that hour. Like, you know, you're in a little, like, race. And it was always weird to me how dishwashing would be much less important than meditating. And I, I, that's all mind-giving meaning. Yeah? So, but to sit quietly is great. Yeah? I'd actually rather, I like hearing water running. Yeah? Yeah. I like to hear water running. Because when you hear water running, there's no locality to the water. Do you have that sense? If you, the thought is it's coming from there, but if that's dropped, you don't, you know, it's a surround. The sound of, like, running water surrounds. doesn't have any real center. And so I really, I like that a lot. Yeah. And then there's also, you ever hear hums in your head? I shouldn't record this. Because... <laughs>